This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. New message. What up, what up? It's Heather's cousin. You dated her in college, or maybe you were just in the same class. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat, my man. Let's hit the water. Oh, and Heather told me you always liked uh, snacks and stuff, so I could totally bring some chips. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them, and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Hey, also, I'm a little short on cash, so can you cover the chips? Thanks. I can see why Heather liked you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. I hope you're all doing well tonight, this morning, tomorrow, whatever time you listen to it. Who cares? I'm joined by Kai from Mill Fan TV. How are you doing, Kai? Very good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. No problem, mate. I mean, we're all in a kind of uh, not fussed mood right now because Millwall have scored four goals at home and beat Sheffield Wednesday 4-1 at the Den tonight. How do you feel, mate? Buzzing, buzzing. I think, you know, it, it's all come sort of so um, quickly together, hasn't it? You know, the, that we, we've, we've ticked off the home win. Mm-hmm. We've scored more than one goal. Scored four, actually. More than not, more the game, more than the game against Nottingham Forest. And, and we just looked, second half, we just looked so much brighter and so much more. But we, we absolutely destroyed Sheffield Wednesday second half, didn't we, really? Let's be honest, you know. We were brilliant. And I think there's a couple of really key individual performances there. I thought Malone was excellent again. I mean, Malone, is, is, at the start of the season, I was, a little, I was very critical of him. But he's mm-hmm. really come back and he's, and he's showing 
why he why he was a Premier League defender. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, he's come back into the side recently and he's gone from strength to strength with Wallace's injury, obviously, at left back. So, yeah, I mean, it's been ideal that he's kicked on. I mean, we'll start just before the game. I mean, for context, I mean, this is a middle team today that made three changes today, Kai. I think it was Evans, Romeo and John Daddy Bodfartin coming in for Thompson, McNamara and Jed Wallace. And I'm not going to lie to you, having previewed the game throughout the weekend, obviously last night on our Friday Night Live show, I was thinking... No Wallace, no McNamara, no Thompson. I'd say probably the three bright sparks in our side in recent weeks. And to take them out, I'm thinking, oh, what's going on here? It turns out they've, they've all three of them had a knock and it's more precautionary by the sounds of it. But all three were on the bench if we needed them. And obviously Thompson came on second half. But yeah, that team news when it came in at two o'clock, mate, I was kind of, you know, went to shake my head and cover my eyes a little bit. Scared of what's going to come. Yeah, definitely. I thought, uh, I thought today was a really good opportunity to pick up three points. And I saw, as soon as I saw that team, without knowing the context that, you know, Thompson, McNamara and Jed are all injured because I didn't I didn't see the suite until Richard Cowley did we about sort of half an hour later. I thought we'd 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 given up a really good opportunity to get three points here and, and to really kick on. But actually to do it without Jed Wallace as well is is even more impressive today. It just shows, you know, Jed is our creative spark, isn't he? And, and McNamara does so well down the right and, and Tomo's been brilliant recently. And actually, we did do it with Tomo in the end because Tomo comes on and scores an absolute beauty, which only he will know whether he he meant that or not. He didn't mean um, that, mate. Come on, let's yeah, be honest. He didn't mean it. <laughs> He'll probably claim he did, which you know you can't argue him. Um, what to do about Jeb was 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 something was something really special, and it was it gives us the it shows us that we're not just a one man team, which we knew anyway. But it gives us that it reinforces that to us. That's it. I mean, for context, before today as well, I think we were saying it yesterday on my sh- show, but like, you know, Sheffield Wednesday are a side that have, you know, whilst they're at the bottom, they were 23rd place before we kicked off today. And I think they remain there after today. But, you know, they're a side that, you know, kind of their recent form has been resurgent. I think they've won, I think they've only lost one of their last eight before today. They beat Bournemouth midweek. They won a game against Preston a few weeks ago. You know, they're a side that, you know, were coming into this game full of confidence. And it was a real kind of six-pointer feel to it, wasn't it? And to see that team, I think I was a bit kind of worried about it. But then obviously, like we said, we've come into the game and, you know, fair play to the players. They've come out and put in a forward performance. I mean, first half was... A bit iffy. We're, we're talking about obviously, you know, this being a big, huge game and three players not being available. Well, we go one nil down after ten minutes, Kai, and I think we just go straight to the goal. I think it was Patterson who gets it for Sheffield Wednesday, and you know, I think on the balance of play, the first ten minutes there wasn't a lot to be said about the game, and I think I think it's Kachunga who gets down the left hand side, tees it back to Patterson, and how's your luck at the time? He scuffs his first effort. I think he falls to the floor. Bart's committed to the floor. He gets up before him and sticks it into an empty net. I mean, terrible start, wasn't it? Absolutely. I've had, we've, we've, I had this debate in my house about about uh, Patterson's goal, and, and I think you know, I, I think we've, uh, the conclusion was is how that how does he get a second chance like that? I mean, it could have gone anywhere. It could have hit Hutchinson. It could have gone all the way through. But the way it's just sit, sat there, isn't it? And he and he's almost been able to get up and just kick it in because everyone else is on the floor. It, it's just that it was so lucky, but. As, as the people always say, you make your own luck. And to get into that position in the first place probably wasn't ideal. But um, yeah, it wasn't a good start for us at all. But we grew into the game and, and that was what that was what mattered. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, full-time result was all we needed. But I mean, you know, I think for the first 20, 25 minutes, I was really sceptical about what's been done here. Obviously, the three of them are on the bench that we mentioned, obviously, Wallace, McNamara and Thompson. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, they're on the bench. They must be fit enough to play some part in the game. And you're thinking, you're watching what you're, you're kind of seeing. It wasn't, don't get me wrong, it wasn't atrocious, but, you know, Sheffield Wednesday were controlling the game, weren't they? And they, they were the ones that are kind of, you know, it was nothing special from them, but they kind of imagined the game, I felt like. And, you know, first 20 minutes, it was not really 
all Sheffield Wednesday, so to speak. But they were they were just preventing us from even getting into the game, weren't they? Yeah, definitely. They were they, they managed this really well. And I and I was saying this before the game. I was really hoping they were going to set up as a four at the mm-hmm. back. I think in the end they did play a five. Yeah, uh, I think I follow says differently, but I think they were playing a five, and I think. It just it didn't allow us to get our wing backs forward, you know. And look at Borough. Borough did exactly the same thing against us, and Borough stopped us from playing. However, the, the difference here was that Sheffield Wednesday couldn't couldn't keep that up, and they couldn't uh, they couldn't. Um, well, fortunately for us, they couldn't do it the whole game, and they could only do it for about 30, 40 minutes. And luckily for us, we were able to get our wing backs in more involved, Malone especially. And if if we wouldn't have been able to, we might have had a bit of trouble today. But I thought, um, yeah, it was a really good response. Yeah, I mean, it was Lees, Dunkley and Hutchinson, I think, for their back three. And so, yeah, like they did play back three, despite what, obviously, what was said before the game, like you said. And yeah, I mean, that's what I thought, you know, Hutchinson was a bit nervy for us early doors. I think he got booked around 20-odd minutes. And I'm thinking to myself, it's going to be one of those days today. I, I kind of dreaded it thinking, you know, like there's a lot of hope and anticipation around us kind of going again after Norwich. But yeah, I mean, we'll, get, we'll gloss past the first 25 minutes because, you know, whilst we've got to capture that moment, it's fair to say we bounced back in true style. I think, you know, it starts edging into it a bit more. Sahor and Bodfartsen up front. I mean, first half, I wasn't overly impressed with Bodfartsen, but I feel like second half, he came into the game a bit more. And But obviously for the penalty itself, I think it's Ryan Leonard who's obviously playing in midfield in today's game, you know, coming up from the defence, so to speak. I didn't actually talk about the starting level itself, so I'll, I'll go into that details now quickly, actually, whilst we're doing this. I nearly forgot. But uh, you've got Bark Wilkowski in goal, Romeo right back or right wing back, Evans, Hutchinson and Cooper along the back three, Malone left wing back, Woods and Kifton Bell the middle, with Leonard kind of just in front, playing that Thompson role, and Bodvarsson and Sahor up front. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, Bodvarsson returned to the side up front, wasn't didn't do much in the first half, but definitely came to life in the second half, like I was saying. Um, we get that bit of fortune, don't we? I think it's Pelupsi for uh, Sheffield Wednesday. I think it's from a throw from um, Malone, gives it straight into Leonard, who's on the edge of the box, and he just pulls him down to, the, down to the floor. No arguments on the penalty there, I, I don't think, I. No, it was it was definitely a penalty, and I think it was one where, where we needed that to get back in the game because we were just we weren't able to um, get 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 wide enough. We weren't able to attack well enough. And they kind of just gave us a gift back into the game, didn't they? Really, like let's be honest, you know, they that that perhaps he doesn't need to do that. He then it was running straight into their player, but before that, we started to build a bit of momentum, and it was a really good opportunity to get back into the game. And Zahor, well, it was a great finish, wasn't it? It was a really good confidence confidence booster for him. Yeah, superb penalty. I think he tucks it in the top left corner. And I think Westwood, I, I've from memory, there's been a couple of games in the past where he saved penalties against us. And I remember about six, seven years ago going up to Hillsborough under Ian Holloway. And um Sean Williams has a penalty in the 90th minute. And I think it's Westwood that tips it onto the post and just really got into his head at the time. So I, I was kind of worried, thinking obviously Wallace not on the pitch as well. But um, yeah, Sahor took it superbly and you've got to give him credit for that. And I, you know what? I think Sahor was, whilst we're saying Malone was good today and obviously probably my man a match, like I'm, I'm sure you're going to say, Sahor, I thought, led the line really well today. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And I had a couple of moments before the game about who I'd prefer to see up there. I'd, I probably would have preferred to see Bennett alongside Sahor if, mm-hmm. if Jed's not fit. Um, but I think the reason he's paid Bod is just to try and get him flicking balls onto Zahor because Zahor doesn't like... You can see Zahor wants it into his feet and onto his chest. He doesn't like it in the air. He doesn't win many in the air. But I think once, if you get Bob Varson doing the running and all the chasing and you can get Zahor into better positions, he will score goals for you. And I thought, yeah, I thought he led the line really, really well today. I think, you know, first half, I, I kind of wrote down just like for my halftime notes, we're missing Jed Wallace hugely. I thought, you know, especially with that kind of, you know, he gets the free roll up front and you've got Bob Varson and Zahor a bit more industrious strikers, you could say, I suppose. 
but we missed him big time. I felt like, especially you know, aiming down the channels, and there's not really anyone there to aim for. But fast and huffed and path like we all kind of can say about him, and you can't fault his work rate at the moment. I think he's definitely put it in when he's getting his opportunity. But just that real quality was missing, wasn't it, in the final third? Yeah, he, he's he's very he's actually when he gets on the ball board, he get he gets very um, he's got a really good pass on him. He, he gets it down. He's really composed on the ball, but sometimes he's a bit too composed, and he and he'll, and he'll help, do a heavy touch or something. And I think that's where you know. Jed comes into it a bit more. Jed's got that a little bit more spark and flair in the in the just in the attacking third. And, and you know, Bob Varson, let's put let's be let's be honest, he, he doesn't he doesn't uh, scare defenses, does he, probably? You know, mm. I mean they, they lines up before the game and it's not one that's gonna be they're more likely to be much more scared as a whore than than Bob Varson. But I thought Bob put in a good shift today. I thought second half he was much better. He works really hard. It, a lot of the striker works always goes unnoticed, like Bradshaw does. You know, Bradshaw used to work his socks up there, but doesn't often get many chances. And I thought Bod Worked really hard today, but um, yeah, really, really, really good play from from Millwall today. So yeah, really, really good three points. All right, we'll get on to the second half then because that's all we want to talk about, I think. But yeah, I mean, one other chance to mention the first half that I think was uh, worth mentioning was uh, Ryan Leonard picking the ball up from his own half and just galloping up the length of the pitch. Um, he gets to, to the opposition's box and he just, instead of like, shooting on goal, I think he's out, out of energy at this point. And um, he just tries to square it to the horn. It goes, thankfully, uh, unfortunately behind him, sorry. But yeah, I think we saw glimmers of what Leonard could offer, obviously, when he plays in the midfield as well, I felt like. But um, we'll get on to his involvement in the second half shortly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's half-time. We make one change from Gary Rowett. It's 1-1 at half-time, obviously. You could say we was lucky to get back in the game, but I feel like we deserve to get back in at half-time at 1-1. Um, Kefton Bell comes off, or Keith, and Thompson comes on. I mean, is Keith been hooked there, do you think? Or is he making a tactical change? I was kind of confused by that. Yeah, I think um, I think they said after the game that he's got a bit of muscle tightness uh, right. in his hamstring, which would make which makes sense. I thought, um, you know, you don't want to risk him the way we do. We you know he, he's playing what he played well again today. He works ever so hard, Keith, and I thought he did really well. And I just thought to bring Thompson on, he gives us that um, he gives us that you know real edge, doesn't he, Tomo? He he's made he, what what he's not good at with his feet so much. He work, he makes up with it with his such hard work. He's He's such a, a mill, as we always say, a mill type player. He, he gives 110% for the shirt and, he, and you just can't fault that. And, and Tomo, when he comes on today, he makes a big difference. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I think from the minute go, from the start of the first, uh, second half, sorry, Thompson obviously buzzing around, like we say there. But also, I thought it was just from the get-go. Even what was said at half-time from Rowett, it, it definitely put a rocket out the players' asses because I think from the first minute we got a corner and I think, you know, Sahal wins a header, you know, he's putting himself about... And, you know, you're starting to see instantly that, you know, Sheffield Wednesday wouldn't sit off us. I think probably because we got that goal as well um, in the first half. And I'm seeing Woods get on the ball a bit more. You know, we're looking to kind of dictate a bit, play a bit more. Romeo's getting further forward the pitch. You mentioned the wing-backs. It just kind of fell into place, didn't it? And then obviously opportunities come knocking, corners galore. It was kind of all mill at that point. Yeah, definitely. Hutchinson had a, a great, a great header save, didn't he, from from Westwood? And, and at that point, you, you, you feel like it could be a frustrating, frustrating end to the game and it could be another draw. Um, I think, you know, there was a couple of other chances as well. Um, Tomo, lovely dink from George Evans from a free kick, goes straight to Tomo and Tomo with an absolute, well, he unleashes a, a rocket, just goes straight across the face of goal. And Westwood does really well to tip it away from an incoming Bob Varson. Uh, obviously, then Cooper misses the follow-up and from the resulting corner, Hutchinson gets his head on it. It was much more like the Millwall we wanted to see. And, and it was su- such a, when they came out second half, there was really only one team in it. And that was, and the nice thing today was we were actually able to take our chances. 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, you mentioned that chance. Also, Bod Farson had one where he came in from the right-hand side, and I think this is around the 55th minute. So you can see the first 10 minutes of the second half was all Millwall. He cuts it onto the onto the left his left foot. I think he gets a slight deflection, but Westwood makes a great save. You then mentioned that Hutchinson chance that comes after that. We then have more corners. I think we had... I actually got the statistic written down somewhere. We had in the second half... Uh, where is that stat gone? One second. Apologies for this. In the second half, we had eight corners, Kai. We was like knocking on the door constantly. And I think, you know, for 25 minutes or so without scoring, I was, like you said, fearing the worst a little bit. Um, but, you know, one little sound I want to talk about before we talk about the goals is obviously Leonard going off injured. I think he got a knock in the first half, it seemed, when he went for a shot on goal. Um, obviously, second half came back out. He looks OK, but obviously it's quite obvious that he can continue. And Sean Williams came on. Uh, and I think, you know, hopefully he's not a big miss, but, you know, it looked like a left ankle injury, so it might be maybe something that lays him off for a few weeks. Yeah, I think I think it's a that was probably, as you said, the only downside of today's performance. I guess the only positive about it was he walked off, didn't he? It was unassisted, you know, so he didn't even need sort of someone to, uh, you know, he wasn't even hobbling, really. He was he walked off pretty pretty comfortably, so hopefully hopefully he's fine. Um, you know, it, I think when when Williams came on, I kind of feared a little bit as well because, you know, we, we saw against Coventry, Williams and Woods just don't really work together. But today, I didn't, didn't notice anything of that. But then maybe maybe Williams and Woods were fine today because Sheffield Wednesday didn't really attack us when Williams came on. We were very much up their end. But Williams is very, very good on the ball, actually. And, and he's always very, he's very composed. Like, like Woods, he's, they're, they're quite similar players. And, and when we were going for it so much and, and pushing men forward, we needed that little bit of quality and Williams does bring, you know, that 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 quality on the ball. But yeah, then it will be a big miss. But hopefully he's not out for, for too long. And obviously, we've now got a rare week off, haven't we, Bourne, until our next game, which we normally play in midweeks. So we've now got a rare week off. So hopefully any any niggles on any knocks that are that are, that are sort of occurring, hopefully they can all be sorted. Yeah, correct. That's it. And I think, you know, you mentioned that Thompson chance. I think Evans picks him out down the right hand side. Thompson's a shot across goal. Falls Cooper's block for a quarter. And then comes... Scott Malone scoring what can I only describe as Gascoigne-esque from Scotland against Scotland in the Euros in the 90s. I mean, unbelievable goal. I think it was a corner whipped in. It's cleared away. Malone kind of does a one-two with Williams. The ball doesn't touch the floor for a few bits. You know, he flicks over one defender's head and then right foot, he swings out a goal. And obviously, we credit Westwood for the amount of saves he made second half and probably being one of Sheffield Wednesday's standout players. He'd be disappointed in it kind of obviously, I think, keep the effort out because he does get a hand to it and almost got behind the shot. But it tricks into the bottom left corner, mate. And what a goal. Even I was, I, I think it was all deserved at the time, but, you know, immense goal from the left back. Yeah, it was one of them ones, you know, we, we've had all these decent chances where, you know, Hutchinson's had a had a great save uh, made by the Westwood, you know, Thompson, as we said before. And he just felt like we might need that moment of magic just to unlock the door. And it was, it was an absolutely brilliant goal. And- this week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm sorry, I can't operate on that vehicle. But, Doctor, you took an oath. That RV, it's my son's RV. Oh, Doctor, isn't there anything you can do? I'm not a miracle worker, Sheila. I'm an RV surgeon, trained to save the lives of large injured recreational vehicles, which is definitely a real profession. When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. 
Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. It's the best goal all season, in my opinion. And Westwood probably, yeah, does feel a little bit disappointed. Didn't do better, but it's come for a crowd of bodies, and mm-hmm. and you know, it was it was definitely a deserved lead, and it was a great finish from Malone, who. Who's, how many goals is, is that? Is that five goals from alone, something like that? This he's season? our second top goal scorer. I was reading somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's definitely chipping in with his fair share, which you, I didn't really expect to be a thing. But you know, he is definitely doing his bit, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think Malone turns, t- has turned out to be quite a really good addition to to Millwall, and, and he gives us that a little bit more attacking attacking uh, creativity down the down the left side, and, and he links up really well um, with I think it was Williams at the time, wasn't it? He passed it to him, got got it back, and he's just got that little bit. Uh, his control is is excellent, and and the little little flick over the the, the player's head just was was a really good uh, a really good setup, and the and the finish was just as good. It's Malone's fourth goal of the season, so I mean, if, at our point, with the amount of goals we don't really have on our side, you could say aside from today, I think it's definitely a worthwhile contribution from him. So, yeah, more of the same, please, Scott Malone. I mean, yeah, hopefully you're listening to this, but who knows? And then a, a weird thing happens, Kai. And so we're two one up, and that's strange enough as it is. You know, at home we've come from one nil down, we've scored two, we're two one up. A minute later, or less than a minute later, we get the ball back. But Farson plays Ben Thompson in down the right hand side. He's on the edge of the box on the right hand side. He goes to cross it. We're going to say it's a cross and it flies into the back of the net and we're 3 1 up. I mean, two goals in two minutes, 3 1 up at home. What what just happened there? Well, do you know what? It actually reminded me of the, uh, I don't know whether you remember, about a year ago now, we played Luton at home and we beat them 3 1, didn't we? Remember, we were knocking on the door all second half and eventually Bradshaw gets, gets the goal. And Mahoney and, and Smith add second and third within sort of seconds of each other. And, and it reminded me of that. You know, we, we were on the front foot and we and we finally made our dominance count, even though obviously Thompson's goal was probably a little bit lucky. But, you know, we deserve the luck at that point, especially after their goal, as we, we've said, was a bit, was you know, was a bit fortunate. We deserve that luck. And, and to go 3-1 up, you know, with what, 20 minutes to go, was it? I think, you know, that that kind of puts the game almost to bed and the fourth sort of just caps off a great a great afternoon. Well, yeah, so the fourth goal comes along eventually. We make a few more subs along the way. I think um, Smith comes into the field of play. Bradshaw comes on. You know, I think Sahor and JDB went off after that. And then, obviously, the fourth comes through Marlon Romeo. I think, you know, in between that, there was, you know, the way that we managed the game, I felt like, obviously, the fourth goal came in the 89th minute. But, you know, Sheffield Wednesday didn't have a sniff, really, at all the second half. I think they had one moment at the start of the second half that made me a bit worried of their long, long throws that they were trying to play to us and, obviously, playing off Patterson. Aside from that, it was all control. And I think a lot has got to be said about, you know, kind of getting over the line. And we mentioned Williams being in there, but, you know, the experienced heads just kind of sourced over the line. We kept the ball well and kind of played around Sheffield Wednesday, didn't we? Yeah, it was a we, we, it was such good game management, as you've just said. You know, it was it was brilliant. Like, that they didn't, as I think, just after we scored our third, I think they might have had one cross into the box. But I don't remember them even getting forward after that. We we just looked, uh, for me, I, I'm saying this when we were watching the game, I said, I don't know whether it's just you're seeing it through different different eyes, but when you're when you're losing, it feels like the ref's so against you, and he gives everything against you. When you're winning, it feels like everything goes for you. Do, do, do you ever do you, do you know what I mean? Like it just, I don't know. It could just be you're, you're such in a good mood that you don't notice other decisions, but that's how it feels to me. And I thought we we deserved a bit of luck we got from Thompson's goal, and we were we we managed the game really well after that. Yeah, and then the fourth goal comes. Uh, Marlon Romeo, I don't know who's going to get credited with it. I think it'll probably be Tom Bradshaw because it looks like he's flicked just off his heel. But Romeo picks the ball up from deep on the halfway line on the right side, drives that goal, eventually gets a shot away. He celebrates it in an interesting way, which we won't really talk about. But I thought no celebration. It was quite muted from him. So I don't know if anything should be read into that, to be honest. But he flicks off Bradshaw. 
4-1 Millwall, mate. That's, you know, perfect. That's all we could really need, isn't it? A 4-1 at home to cap off a second-half performance that we can only describe as a proper Millwall second-half at the den, I feel like. Yeah, that, that's one that, that the fans, had we been in the stadium, we would have been absolutely loving it, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it almost you almost feel like you almost wish there was fans in the stadium today. Well, you wish there was fans in the stadium every game, but especially today, it was just such a such a good win and such a good overall performance. The goals were there, something that we've been, it just feels, it's it's almost cast your mind back to March when we beat Nottingham Forest 3-0 last game with fans there. And, you know, we'd been struggling for goals before that. And then we go and score three. Same today, we've been struggling for goals and we score four. So hopefully now there won't be another lockdown after this game and we can go and push push for the, push for the, I mean, obviously there is a lockdown, but without this, hopefully they don't stop football again and we can push on and, and, and get and go, go even further up the table. I feel like you're going to say push on for the playoffs, Dan. I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, I'll have some of you we have in, but at the same time, like it's what that kind of performance does. I think just to put context on that second half performance, it felt similar to the Norwich game, except Norwich had a few chances. But, you know, the Dens, you know, whilst we're not at there, I feel like there's a real intensity about our play, especially in the second half today. I think we had 50% of the ball, which is obviously, you know, kind of for us, is a lot of obsession. But we had 18 goal attempts to their two, seven of which on target. You know, seven block shots from them. You know, we're really putting up like they're putting like their backs to the sword in a weird way. You know, we had eight corners, they had zero. You know, it was a complete domination from Mill where, you know, that's something that if you're going around, you've got to capture that, haven't you, Kai? And especially with the games that we've got coming up, you've got to kind of unleash that. And you've got to put into context, like we said, you know, we're fearing the worst when Wallace wasn't playing, McNamara wasn't playing. But to get over the line the way we did today and obviously just really grit it out, but also, you know, kind of shove it in Sheffield Wednesday's faces, that's just got to be the carbon copy of what we do between now and the end of the season. Like I said, obviously, and we're saying with, you know, one game a week for a little bit as well, it's favourable for us. Yeah, definitely. We've got a really good, we've got a really favourable run actually in the next couple of weeks. We've got, I think, every all teams below us apart from, I think, Luton and Preston, I believe. But so it's a really good opportunity to pick up points. And today felt like, a, as you said, a six pointer. You said earlier that it felt like a six pointer. I felt if we lost today, we, we could have been dragged quite, we could have been dragged into the into the bottom sort of positions. But, well, not positions, but like lower down the table. We're now in 13th. And, and as soon as you get up there, you, you're kind of looking up now. And we need to try and, Break into the top half of the table and see where that see where we we go from that because you know if we can replicate this performance next week against Reading and then for the weeks to come after that week after Reading we've got quite a favourable run then you don't know we we could we could make a late charge but obviously that's that's very optimistic for me but hopefully you never know you never know yeah that's it and I mean thirty five points after thirteen I mean twenty eight games thirteenth place five unbeaten as well you know we've got to hold on to them things I think. I've been quite, you know, glass half full and glass three quarters full throughout the week. I'm definitely a pint full at the moment because that's exactly what we need to ask for from Mill. You know, that's like, that's basically exactly what we need from uh, being Mill fans and watching our team play. It's, you know, just sheer, you know, determination to kind of get the better of the opposition and be on top of them the whole game. And I think, you know, like I said, we've got Reading coming up next week, which will be a tricky game because they're also in a decent run of form, obviously away from home. But I don't fear anyone if we played the way we did today, Kai. I really think that. And also, we've got a goal difference of zero. So, you know, steps in the right direction. Yeah, the Reading game next week is is one that we'll, we always turn up for them sort of games, don't we? Teams are up the top of the league. They're doing well. And we always feel like we turn up for them sort of games. So let's hope we can do the same. And get another, if we can get another away win and three points under our belt, you know, who knows where we can take it. If we win next week, we could be up to 10th or something like that. And, and it really shows you how quickly the championship changes because... We went on that run that we didn't win for what fourteen games, something like that. And and team really, the playoffs should be miles out of sight if 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 you look at how bad we how how poor we were for all that time. 
but we, we, it's not. And that just shows the championship is about consistency and no one is consistent in the championship. Even the top teams look at Norwich, Swansea. And if we can get a bit of consistency, who knows? That's it. I think, you know, it, it, there's definitely at least probably one place up for grabs up there. You've got five probably sewn up, I'd say. But, you know, if you do string around the form together, and I've been saying it to Mickey and Neil recently, you know, if we can be that team, there's always one team that comes out the middle of the pack from nowhere. So, yeah, why not can't be Bill? But I think, you know, that's it. Like for five unbeaten, it's definitely something to take into the next few games. I'm just going to read out some tweets that we've had. Uh, if you haven't already followed us on Twitter, be sure to do so at that mill pod. Just a few, obviously, regular comments that we've got here. The emotional one, shocking first half, fantastic second. We need the energy in the side, and Thompson gave us that when he came on. We took our chances when they came and had a little bit of luck to go our way. The recent run of draws looks much better after today's win. I think it's nine points out of 15 now, Kai, isn't it? So, you know, that, that it's obviously, I wouldn't say playoff form, but, you know, solid form to be carrying forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with, I agree with that comment that you just read out, 100%. You know, you, you draw a couple and then if you if you lose a couple, it doesn't look so good, them draws against Norwich and Watford. But, but when you win after it, it makes it look so much better in it and it puts your, it makes your form look really good. And, and you know, three draws in a row, I think it was Cardiff, not Norwich and Watford. But this win on both, on either side, a win against Huddersfield and a win against uh, Sheffield Wednesday, it makes our form look, look quite good, actually. And yeah, it's, it's something we're starting to pick up. Matt Webb saying Malone might have a match for him. I think I'll ask you yours in a moment, Kai, but I imagine yours might be the same. Uh, Mr. JME here saying horrible first 30 minutes, but massive credit for clawing it back and not stopping at two. I think that's obviously something worth knowing, isn't it? You know, normally we kind of sit back and this is what I'm saying about the intensity of our attack in the second half. We, it's not uncommon for us to kind of get the second and kind of manage the game and not really attack anymore. But there was a real desire from the players there to just keep scoring goals, wasn't there? Yeah, it was really nice to see him without the fans there. They they have they have done that a few times. They've they've been happy to sit on a one goal lead and 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 just try and defend. But with the fans there, the fans would let them let them do that anyway. The fans would be you know we'd be trying to push them on for another. And I think they they did that today and they they pushed themselves on for for another goal and a fourth goal. And it was it was almost it was the word to describe it is relentless. We were we were relentless today in the second half and and it was nice to see because you know as you said we, we, we're very. In the last few weeks, I've, I've stepped forward. We're a very defence-minded team, but this today in Norwich, we've been a lot better attacking-wise, and and yeah, it's, it's exciting. So hopefully, we can keep it up. What did you make of uh, George Evans today on his debut? I think um, slotting in on the right side of the centre half. I think you know we were, I wasn't very surprised to see that, to be honest. But you know, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, but you know, I thought he'd done quite well today and looks quite assured. And also because of his height, he was quite capable to handle the, the likes of Patterson, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought. Um, I think he, you can see his passing skills from from you know just just by watching him. It's, He's got a. He's you can see he's naturally technically gifted, and and there are a couple of the balls from that his left foot over to Cooper, and then that one that he chips over to Thompson from the free kick. That's that's excellent, and we need a bit more of that at the back. You know, Cooper and Hutchinson are improving every single game uh, technically, and if you can get someone who's te- who's comfortable on the ball as well, it's only going to sort of get our. We're only going to be able to play out from the back even better than we are now, and and that that's really that's really good and really exciting going forward. Yeah, agreed. That's it. I think he. It obviously just it looks a bit more. I think first half in particular it was it was a bit of a struggle for us to get into the game. But you just you just saw kind of you know when we're able to pass the ball around, we've actually quite a competent team, ain't we? And it, I think the the additions he's made into midfield defence, whilst criticised obviously no attacking players, but you see he's shored it up with players that are just you know composed, aren't they? And they're just able to get on the ball and pass it about and kind of you know whilst under pressure still hold on to the ball, which I think is quite important in the championship. Yeah, definitely. You need to have composure on the ball because if you if if you lose it too much, you know, uh, and this is just 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 obviously, you know, you're gonna you're, you're gonna come under uh, spells of pressure because you just can't regain the ball, and, and it's important to be able to keep the ball and 
retain possession. And if you do that, you're, you're, you're going to end up, you're going to find yourselves on the ball more, which will give you more chance to, to, to create chances. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think I could talk about it for the rest of the night if I could, don't get me wrong, but I feel like, you know, 4-1 at home, like, it just doesn't get better. Now, all I need to do now is open the pub sky. I mean, you're not of <laughs> age personally, but for yourself, but I was just sitting there thinking what an enjoyable night we'd have tonight as like, if we was able to go out and celebrate, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's one of them ones you walk out of the stadium and you just, everyone's in such a good mood, aren't they? You know, you, you, you lose a game and everyone's, you know, you can feel the atmospheres a little bit, um, you know, very disappointed, but today would have been one of them ones that I think I saw a video a couple of years, about a year ago now that when we beat Leeds at home, uh, someone picked the steward up and started mm-hmm. celebrating. It's one of them days, you know. Everyone's yeah. everyone's been in such great a great mood, and it's it's just lovely. Um, it's just such a, such a shame we can't celebrate with the with the with the boys who put in such a good shift in the second half, and such a shame we can't celebrate with all all the fans as well. That's it, definitely. It's it definitely one of those moments where you wouldn't mind walking out with a packed den and just be complaining about the the crowd being there, but at the same time you wouldn't mind it because you know having a little sing song walking your way out. Another positive today, which um you know happened before the game, I, I don't know if he gave the boost to the players that we kind of anticipated, but Jury Scalat left the club as well. I mean, there's a little bit of tongue in cheek for me there, but it puts an end to a two and a half year spell with the Lions after arriving from Brighton. What a shame, really. You know, it never really worked out for him at uh, Mill, did it? No, it was a, it's a real shame because he came with quite a lot, quite um, quite a high. Uh, you know, every, everyone thought he was going to be a good signing. He he got um, well, Brighton got promoted that season, didn't they? And and I thought he was re- instrumental in that. Actually, if you look mm-hmm. some of his performances, some of his assists were. So he obviously had that. He obviously had that talent about him, but he was just never quite able to to kick on at Mill. And whether that was for just you know injuries or whether that was you know he just didn't suit our style of play, um, was disappointing. And I, I do feel feel sorry for Yuri that he didn't maybe get. Because he came back after the game, I think it was season before last. I think he got injured against Fulham, didn't he, in a four 0 loss? And he, and he did look, he looked a lot, lot better. And it was a, he, he got injured at the wrong time. He got injured when we were starting to pick up some form. And I remember at the time we were all saying that that he's the one who could replace Jed. Jed was playing poorly, and, and look at it, it's such a it's such a strange game of football. It can change so quickly. And yeah, I do feel sorry for Yuri. Bet wish him all the best of luck in the future. That's it. I think he's muted to go back to Czech Republic, but potentially by the sound of it, if you believe what they say on Twitter. Um, yeah, obviously just never really got going at Mill, and I think a lot of people will be quite pleased to see back of him, to be honest, if I put it quite frankly. But yeah, I think that's covered everything today, Kai. I just want to go and have a beer, I think, and just kind of enjoy the the feeling of a Millwall 4-1 victory, mate. I think, where can people find you? Obviously, you're on uh, Twitter and YouTube, TV Millwall and Millwall Fan TV on YouTube, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Yeah. No worries. And obviously, Kai does these great videos over there. So if you haven't already, be sure to check him out. And um, I'm sure we'll be back on another Saturday uh, evening with me to record our Sunday show because it's always greatly appreciated. So yeah, I think that's everything from us today, guys. Thank you for tuning in as always. If you've enjoyed, be sure to leave us a review. Five stars only, good and bad. But, you know, it's always appreciated to get your reviews and obviously read what you guys think. Follow us on Twitter at that Mill Pod. Check out our Facebook page, Mill Podcast. And obviously check out our new website, which is millpodcast.co.uk. We'll be back or probably on Tuesday or Wednesday just to bring another special interview with Mark Phillips, who we kind of previewed yesterday was on for Into the Lions Den. And yeah, we'll be back next week, hopefully with more three points to talk about against Reading on Saturday. Cheers, guys.
with fast funding up to $10,000 available through net credit. Our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus so you can build credit history as you repay. See what net credit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All net credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the net credit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike feels like he's capable of a little more than just trips to the convenience store. Oh, also, he wants to let you know that you can buy a gallon of ice cream instead of a pint every time. <laughs> Those are his words. So he said roughly like, blink the last wheel. It doesn't really translate, but the way he said it was super funny. <laughs> Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.